Whether you're a general contractor, flooring specialist, or renovation expert, you want to get your job done quickly with the right product and at the right price. With over a million square feet of in-stock tile, wood, and stone under one roof, Floor & Decor has the options a pro wants at everyday low prices. Plus, they have the tools and service you need to save you time and money. Visit FloorAndDecor.com to find the location nearest you. All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. I am Cousin Sal. We're coming to you. This is a Tuesday morning, rare, rare Tuesday morning taping. I had to re-scramble everything because I'm flying out to Green Bay, doing a bit for the Thursday night pregame show. Debuts on Fox, Green Bay, Philadelphia. Should be a good one. My gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my wizards of wagering, my overlords of the odds of degenerate trifecta, brother Bri, Harry, and Darren, the parlay kid, they were good enough to come together. I think some of them are going to lose their jobs over this, taping this early in the morning. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Sal, what's happening? What's going on, buddy? Well, we got a lot of football. I'm glad we were able to do this, get this going. We have, I should mention, Jim Cunningham, our new producer, not the uh, COO yet. He's, he's, he's trying to rise up the ranks. But, um, Jim, what's going on with you? <laughs> Not much. Things How you doing? Right? How you doing? I'm good. All right. Well, Jim debuted his – we haven't had a name for it yet, but Jim has a best bet every week. He's going to tease. Um, I don't. Have you come up with a name yet? We, we bounced some around. It was New England and the uh, over – I'm sorry, New England and the under and that lost. So I, what do you, maybe if we give it a name, we'll have better luck. It lost? It did? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it lost, yeah. <laughs> What? They were up 30 to nothing with like 20 seconds left in the third quarter. Jets were punting. <laughs> what happened? They did win by what seems like a lot of points, but it wasn't enough to cover the spread. And uh, yeah, I, yeah the, and it wasn't any fault of their defense, but they bring the backup. How dare they bring the backup instead of um, You know, <laughs> usually Brady's up there, up 50 points. He's in the game. And he threw a pick six, and Belichick's like, no more of this. And then the punt return that was botched. I'm sorry, Jim. That's gambling. That's just how it goes. Yeah. All right. Well, do you have a name for your uh, your bet that you're going to give us at the end of the, uh, the taping here? Maybe. We'll see. Oh, okay. You don't even <laughs> want to tease that. All right. I got gotcha. you. All right. Uh, well, you know what? Let's move on because there's a lot of characters right now on this show, but um, – not, not the least of which is our friend Harry. I, you know, it's funny. I'm pressed for time, but I really, really want to do this. I want to analyze Harry's tweets. And Harry, I don't want you to now go out of your way to to go crazy with your tweets. Just let it come naturally, because you've been you you've come up with some doozies. And brother Bry has pointed out he he is right there to hammer you when this happens. But I want to decide between the rest of us. Let's analyze one of these two tweets. We'll figure this out. Um, okay, here's one. Here's one. This was at the end of the this is at the beginning of the day Saturday. Harry was bemoaning his Michigan pick and he said, I wouldn't hire Harbaugh if I was a manager at McDonald's. So we have that or or we could do this one. Why didn't I just watch porn and drink Sonic milkshakes today would have been so much more satisfying than these college football games. I'll tell you, brother Bry, you seem to have the most uh, to take issue with him the most. Which one do you want to which one do you want to go after here? Uh, probably the, the Sonic one, I think, uh, he made it seem like he was, the thing was with Harry, he he said he should have just jerked off and watched, or basically just jerked off and watched, uh, or drank a Sonic milkshake, which we know he was doing anyway. Right. Right. We know that was happening. <laughs> wait a minute. I mean, wait a minute. I'm, I'm a connoisseur of that, of both actually. 
Oh my God. All right. But well, my, well, my problem always with, with Harry, I mean, he made the joke last week, how basically how cheap he is for his girlfriend's birthday. So I had put it sure. out there on Twitter that basically, you know, we know if he's getting Sonic's milkshakes and if he's getting more than one, cause he's probably getting one for Ken or his girlfriend, he's definitely waiting yes. till eight o'clock for the, for the half price. So he made it seem like though it wasn't happening uh, he shouldn't have watched the game, but we, we know right. what happened. <laughs> okay. Wow. Let me say this. Uh, by the way, Ken, Ken texted me right before we went live here and said, thanks to this morning podcast, I have to get my own breakfast. So I sent, uh, <laughs> right. I sent thought, thoughts and prayers his way. I don't know how this is going to turn out. But uh, Jim, you also had is- took issue. Hold on. You'll be able to rebut yeah. it. But Jim also took right. issue with this particular tweet. Uh, yeah, that was horrifying. And I'm never having a Sonic milkshake ever again. <laughs> okay. All right, Harry. All what right. do you have to say for yourself? Well, um, well I, first off, Parlay Kid loves the half-off price on the shakes on Sonic after 8 o'clock, <laughs> and he's told me that numerous times. Number two, uh-huh. the, number two the, the Harbaugh tweet that I sent out, yeah. just for the record, I've never had more responses in my life. 407 likes on a tweet, so that's pretty, I think that yeah. was pretty good. Well, the Parlay Kid and I, all right, I guess we'll cover both of these. Why the hell not? The Parlay Kid and I both had the same, within seconds of each other, had the same reaction, which is that's pretty, pretty wishful thinking to to imagine yourself as a manager at McDonald's. So good for you. But Parlay Kid, did you have any other thoughts about this? He wouldn't hire Harbaugh if he was a manager at McDonald's. Well, yeah, Jim had a great, Jim had a great response to that too, I think, Uh, in regards to Harry's tweet about, Harry, what in what scenario could Harry be basically hiring Harbaugh and <laughs> and in any type of scenario? But you and I basically said the same thing at the same time. Is up until this point, or at least the last month, wouldn't that be the best job Harry's ever had in his life? Yeah, for sure. Right. And in three years, right? it'll be and the best was- job. And in ten years, yeah, yeah, it doesn't <laughs> really matter where you place it on the timeline. But Harry, you thought it was important to, to mention that. I mean, I think you had a lot of likes because. Uh, people were backing Michigan and were just uh, pissed off at them at the time. But you like the tweet. What do we have to? What do we? No offense, Jim, but what do we have to? What do we have? What do we have to pay Tate to come back? I need. Uh, I need oh wow! <laughs> He's managing a McDonald's now, so it doesn't Jim matter. doesn't have my back. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just have to pay him in Sonic milkshakes. He'll probably be back. Yeah. All right. Wow! I didn't know Harry was going to be. Which there. are worth it. Which are worth it, by the way. They are worth it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. You know what? Let's move on. Let's move on. This this took a really ugly turn here. I didn't know. But Jim, what do you have to say for yourself? That, that's that's very sad that Harry would stoop so low. When I first read it about the Harbaugh thing and I just I was like, think of what to say as far as just that scenario of Jim Harbaugh wanting to work at the McDonald's and Harry managing one at the same time. Well, like, the premise of it, the, like, the premise of the joke was so much more absurd than the actual joke of the tweet itself. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, crap. Okay. I couldn't even wrap my brain around it. Hmm. <laughs> All, right. All right. I like I this. I, witty, I, may, but... I, I may actually m- miss a flight as a result of all this analyzing <laughs> Harry's tweets, but this is, uh, I think it was worth it. All right, let's go over this. By the way, these props, we talk about this in the beginning of the year. And I stand by this. Brother Bry, I think we counted like 64% of all the NFL player props individual go under. It's a pain in the ass to sit there and, and bet every one of them. But uh, Barkley, Saquon, under 1370 rushing yards. That's a winner already. Guy's out four to eight weeks. My friend Kevin Hench was all over that in the beginning of the year. 
I think the under is the play in all these. You'll have a guy like John Ross will beat you. will surprise you at, a, at it somewhere. Who knows? He, he could get injured too. But they, I, for the most part, they don't factor uh, injuries into this. Now, I will say this, Harry. Congratulations. This Daniel Jones. Wow. What is, I don't know. Is it too, I know you have to be retired five years to go to the Hall of Fame, but I don't think it's premature. Send him, right? One-way ticket to Canton. I mean, let him figure it out once he gets there. You happy with that? I mean, he looks like Eli in his uniform, but he is definitely not Eli. I mean, he can take off running. I mean, that. I mean, I think. However, you know that that fourth touchdown to get the game winner. I think I could have ran that in from there. Um, where was the Tampa Bay defense? So. Still, he. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was very surprising. I mean, he, throwing throwing darts down the field. I mean, it was really impressive. All right. Well, like I said, I don't I don't need to see any more. Put him right in the hall. Get that bust going. Um, as far as offensive rookie of the year odds go, we're going to tackle these right now. Daniel Jones is the favorite just from one performance against uh, the 31st ranked defense last year, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm, I'm not going to say that. He's great. He was terrific. He's the best there is. Plus 225. Uh, Kyler Murray plus 320 was obviously the favorite before last week. Parley Kidd bet him last week, actually. And then you got Hollywood Brown six to one, Gardner Minshew eight to one, uh, Jacobs eight to one, right there. And then we get into double digits. But let's make our pick for off- offensive rookie of the year, Harry. While we have you, is are you going to go? You going to back your guy? Sure, I'll back him at plus two twenty five. Uh, second quarterback ever uh, in their debut to have two touchdown passes and two rushing touchdowns in a game. Uh, uh, I mean, four total touchdowns. He was great. Um, where, when do we play Dallas? Bring on Dallas again. I mean, come on. I mean, that was amazing. Anyways, uh, I mean, smart well, to take still, off and run, like I said. Well, you're still smoldering. We, we, we lit you up uh, just like oh, two weeks ago, so you might want to cool uh, off. I know, so, uh, yeah, you know, different situation now. Um, uh, Eli doesn't, definitely doesn't do that, doesn't run and uh, get that game winner, that's for sure. I mean, also, like you guys mentioned, no Barkley for four to eight weeks. So if Jones plays solid uh, during that time period, I mean, that counts for a lot extra, not having him in there, and if they can still pull out games. I know uh, Kyler Murray's putting up uh, – he didn't have a ton of yards this past week, but um, for two weeks before that, he went for over 300. But if they keep losing, and if the Giants can pull out wins without Barkley, that means a lot. I mean, the next three, four, uh, three out of four games for the Giants are at home. They get Washington. They do get Arizona. So that's a head, uh, head-to-head against Kyler Murray. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, he could put up solid numbers. And, uh, again, yeah. with the extra impressive part with not having Barkley in there, I think at plus 225 and he puts up more wins, he can get there. Okay, I didn't mean to give you the entire segment here, Harry. You just, I just asked you a question. So, all right, but Dan just, but, but by the way, Brother Bry, am I, am I crazy or when we try to outline this, I, I asked for your picks ahead of time. Didn't Harry say Hollywood Brown for Offensive Rookie of the Year? Am I losing yeah, my yeah. mind? Yep, yes, yes, yes. Yep, I did. Okay. Yep. Yeah, Brown. I have oh, right here on a text, yeah. Brown. Yep, Offensive yeah. Rookie of the Year, Brown. Yep, looking at it right now. All right, all right, forget that. I don't know. I think he has brain freeze from the Sonic shakes or something. But, Bri, who's your oh, pick? Oh, boy. Were you asking me, Sal? Did you just, I'm yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, you, bro. Uh, yeah, so I, you know what? I'm looking at Gardner Minshew here at 8-1. to one. It, it is weird. I will say, you know, the only quarterback to win this award since 2012 was Dak, and Dak probably shouldn't even have won it. That's kind of right. – it is weird because every year you think, all right, a quarterback should win it. Although this year I will say – the quarterback probably has to win it. Um, I will say Kyler Murray wasn't super impressive with him the other day. Right now, he's still a little inconsistent. He's, he probably should be running the ball a little bit more. He was terrible in that second half. 
Uh, but in terms of Gardner, I mean, at 8-1, to one, there's good value here. I mean, when you look at his stats so far, I mean, he's completing like 74% of his passes. He has a QB, uh, a QB rating of 111 through two and a half games. He's just fun to watch, right? He's everything that Baker Mayfield like should be in terms of like personality, right? Fun with the mustache, fun with the jorts. Um, but when you look at their schedule too, their next five games are all kind of winnable games. I mean, they play some tough defenses like Denver this week, but they're winnable. So if he puts up some good stats, I mean, he definitely has, I mean, I could definitely see this coming down from yeah. eight to one to more like three to one in a few weeks, because I mean, he, he does move well. Uh, he, like I said, I mean, they might Jacksonville might be a little bit better than we thought. I mean, even that game at Houston, that close game, I mean, he drove them down the field. I know they didn't score much, but uh, you got to like him. He already has a lot of a pub, good pub out there. So, um, I don't know, 8-1 to one I think is good. On. He's fun. He's fun to watch, the mustachioed marvel. He, um, you know, I, I don't, he's not shotgunning beers like Baker. You're right. He's, so, it's not, not a lot of notoriety uh, otherwise, but – I, I have to see a little more out of him. I, that was a weird Thursday night game. Lots of penalties, lots of rain, a couple of bad teams. He did a good job. You know, I don't think a lot of people expected him to throw for two touchdowns and, and do what he did, but uh, I'll have to see a little more out of Gardner. Uh, Parlay Kid, in a way, you got screwed with your bet. I think you were on pace, really. Kyler Murray was probably maybe running away with this, but you're going to get yeah. the better of, of, of higher odds now if you bet bet it now. I worry that the New York media is just going to push this Daniel Jones, even if he obviously if he has games like he did uh, last yeah. week, it's it's a no brainer. But the New York media gave it to Barkley over um, over Baker last year, which is a close race. Very powerful. Yeah. What do you think of your bet now, and uh, who would you go with uh, with the current odds? Yeah, I, I think so. the current odds now, I would certainly take Murray at plus three twenty. I believe is uh, what you uh, said. Uh-huh. Um, I do think Murray's still on pace for 4,400 yards uh, passing, 21 touchdowns, 460 yards rushing. I think those rushing totals are going to go up as well. Um, I think uh, that head-to-head matchup with him and Jones could uh, play a part in this uh, as well. I mean, Jones looked Jones look great. Uh, I think without Barkley now, I think the league uh, will make adjustments already to Jones uh, as they see more film on him. And his numbers will become a little bit more pedestrian because I just don't think the Giants have a lot of offensive firepower, especially without Barkley in there. Not right. that the Cardinals do either, but I think Murray can create for himself a little bit. Uh, Kingsbury is uh, certainly a, um, at least what we think is a really uh, offensive quarterback type coach. So I think he's going to well, keep showcasing Murray. And I think Murray's going to end up with those 4,000 plus yards. Uh, his rushing totals will go up. Cardinals will be, uh, they, you know what, They even halfway through that game the other day, he was having a nice game, and they, they, things kind of fell apart. I think he was going to have several games where he's going to throw for 300-plus yards. I think right now, if you said that plus 320, I think that's pretty solid value. I would still take Kyla Murray in there. I would, too. I like the plus 320 odds there. I'll say this. I would take a flyer on McCole Hardman, a guy I dropped in our fantasy league and the parlay yeah. kid picked up that was a good savvy move 25 to 1 for Hardman um what does he have he has two touchdowns like 107 160 yards right now I know Tyreek Hill is coming back but this offense is so ridiculous this guy could just really get 10 or 12 touchdowns just suiting up he really can just for stepping on the field Mahomes is that good Mahomes is probably going to be close to I think his over under is 46 and a half for touchdown passes 
like I said, 10 or 12, it's not outrageous to think that 10 or 12 goes to McCole uh, Hardman, and that would put him right in line for uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year, 25-1, to 1, if you like uh, a flyer on McCole Hardman. All right, uh, Jim, do you have any thoughts on this, or are you just are you rooting against Harry and Daniel Jones the rest of the way? Well, I like Minshew just from that story of him trying to break his hand with the hammer just to get the medical red shirt. Did you hear that this week? No, I didn't. Did he do that? Yeah, he was in college, and he if he played one more game, he'd lose his eligibility. So he got drunk and started smashing his hand with a hammer so he would get a medical red shirt. And he couldn't <laughs> break it, though, because he was trying to break his right hand, I guess, and he was trying with the left hand with the hammer. So he just beat it up real bad, and he still ended up playing. But still, can't bet against that guy. Wow. Would you re- would, couldn't he have just broken his left hand, and he wouldn't have been... Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Would that not have been good enough? Why would you go after your throwing arm? Because he thought uh, he could play with a broken non-throwing hand. I see. He's a badass. But they would have thought he he thought this thing out. Obviously, he thought this out. That's good. All right. Yeah. Well, I I like reasoning like that. I like I like that a lot. All right. Let's go to the uh, the board. The NFL slate. There's a lot of good games actually. There's um, I think there are four of the six three and O teams play each other. We're not three and O. We're undefeated. I know the Lions aren't three and O. Thursday night, we have Philly at Green Bay. I will be there. Um, we don't have to go over this game because, you know what, I can't, I can't go over it because I'm there and I'm picking it. I like saying that, like the, uh, the uh, jerks on inside the NFL. Can't, can't pick the game because I'm there. So finally, I get to say that. But um, I, I think this is going to be tough. The Packers are really solid. I, I, people think like, oh, Rodgers needs to get back in the swing. 29 touchdowns, two interceptions since the start of last year. Eagles have a lot yeah. of injuries. This is going to be really tough for them to cover the four, four and a half, whatever it ends up being. But let's look at Chiefs at Lions. Kansas City, six and a half point favorite on the road. I think it's moved to seven in some spots. The over-under is 54. Um, Brother Bry, which way are you going with this game? Yeah, I'm going to go with the over 54 in this game. Like, it's really hard at this point. I know the Raider game went under. It's really hard to take the under when Kate when Casey's playing like this, especially when they're not playing an elite team. you know, It seems like, again, they got 28 against the Raiders, but it seems like they're always going to get between 30, 35 a game. And then, you know, the, the Lions only need to get 20. The Lions are playing pretty well. Actually, they are playing good defense. But, again, it's just it's very hard for me. There's certain things I won't do anymore. One of them is taking the under in the Chiefs game. One is also betting against the Chiefs, although that screwed me last week. Um, but if you look at the Chiefs, they're, they've gone over. They're over is five and one in the last six games in September. The Lions are six and two in their last games in the over. Uh, the Chiefs are going to be fast as hell indoors. I think. I, so I don't know. I think they rack up a ton of points and this gets over. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I, you're crazy to bet the under in these games. That's for sure. I mean, you're, it could be ten ten at half, or you know thirteen three at half, and you, you still have a, a decent shot to go over Stafford. Fourth quarter numbers are pretty good too, so you might want to stick, stay there. You know, you don't want a backdoor cover. Look at that. Uh, I think one you you didn't say, Bry, uh, similar to the ones you did. The total's gone over in six of the Chiefs' last seven games on the road, and the average score is seventy over seventy. Now, Parley Kid, you're bold enough to take the Chiefs here, six and a half. Would you worry if it went to seven? Yeah, why not? Listen, six and a half, I take it at seven too, Sal. But uh, let's just say for the uh, purposes of this, it's uh, minus six and a half. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, well, what is it about the Lions? I know that two zero one one. They tied the Cardinals. They beat the Chargers in a uh, very sloppy uh, played game by both teams, and then they beat an overrated Eagles team that has uh, a million injuries, and they're sitting at two zero one. The Chiefs. Does it really matter where they play, uh, especially in a controlled indoor environment? 
how many points can they put up here? Um, I don't think Detroit can can keep up with them. Uh, the Chiefs are fourteen and five against the spread in their last nineteen as road saves, and they're ten and zero straight up and against the spread in their last uh, ten September road games or something like that. I, I think I just made that up possibly. So, so <laughs> don't even don't even give me credit for that one. Uh, it's it's well, it's a little earlier than normal. So, but I got it's you. the Lions. <laughs> they're not. You know what? The Lions are very very mediocre team. The Chiefs. Maybe the best team in football. I know you're jumping on them, on lock it in. So uh, minus six and a half. I, I don't really even worry about this. I think they're covering, and I'm going to come back with them a little bit later on uh, my best bet. Too. Yeah, a little foreshadowing. I saw that, and they are one of the popular. Simmons and I talked about it. We put them in the teaser basket for sure. Chiefs, um, just to win, it would be if you knocked off six points. I don't know, Parley kid, if you mentioned Chiefs, fourteen and five ATS last nineteen as road favorites. It might and just I think be a I, thing you know where, what, and I think, yeah. And, if I could interrupt, I think I am correct by saying that they're ten and zero straight up against the spread in their last September ten September games. I think that's I think right. I, I had think that right. right. I, know. I think I am yeah, right. I think yeah. There you go. Uh, so yeah, I don't know if they pushed last. Brian, brother Brian got but got screwed a little on a push last week with the Chiefs. I think, but um, yeah, they're right around thinking. there. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, the thing won. I would say with that if. Those, yeah, I think I bet it at five, even on the pot I had it at six for six and a half. But I will say, right. R. Jackson, those two chuck-ups on, on fourth down, uh, if, mm-hmm. if they don't get that, Kansas City wins that game by 20. So That's right. Two crazy plays. I mean, that game would have been over. So, you know. I agree. And Matt Patricia, like we said, may have gotten lucky with the Chargers win. Got lucky, kind of, with the tie against Arizona, and uh, and last week too. So I, I don't know. It's 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 tough. You might just want to go with the better coach here. Some that seems to work. It worked. McVay versus Kitchens. That's for sure. Sometimes you don't have to yep. look any further than the coaching matchup. All right, Pats at Bills. This is all of a sudden a good game. Both teams uh, undefeated, and the Pats on the road at the Bills. The uh, spread is seven. The over under is forty two and a half. Harry, you'll you'll never take a favorite again. I don't think right. I'm taking the Bills plus the seven here. I love the seven in what should be a defensive game. Uh, Brady better be aware of corner blitzing by Jordan Poyer. Poyer and Tredavious White have three combined picks already this year. The last time, ironically, Buffalo beat the Patriots was in week four in 2016, which was the final game of Brady's deflategate suspension. But Buffalo is the place to be this week. The place is going to be crazy. Josh Allen since halftime of week one against the Jets has been in control and look confident. I love when they get down to, the, like, I, me and Brian have said this before, when the Bills get down to, like, the three-yard line and they run that power sweep with Allen. It works like a charm. It's happened both weeks uh, in wins for the Bills. Veteran John Brown has 250 yards receiving and really has helped uh, Allen and the Bills' offense when they needed someone to step up. Ex-Cowboy Cole Beasley has looked really good, too. Uh, I mean, you guys mocked me a little bit when I gave out the Bills on the show at plus 350 to make the playoffs. Looks pretty decent right now. I mean, the Bills are 4-1 and one in the last five as an underdog. Bills are 3-0 against the spread in the last three versus division. Uh, tough week last week for me, but I'm going to bounce back here, and I'm, I'm going to take the Bills plus the seven. I think they win this game even straight up, 20-16, to 16, Buffalo. Wow. I will semi-apologize to you, Harry. We made fun of that Bills. We, you know, you you go geographic with your picks and where and you know how. how well, again, though, everybody was on the Jets. Everybody loved it. How was the Jets seven for wins? How were they? I don't get it. Well, their quarterback is hurt, so that 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 puts a little damper on things. But um, but yeah, he's not hurt. 
I, I would say plus three twenty is pretty good. They probably grab a five seed the way it's going. I don't know. Pittsburgh's kind of disappeared. AFC South, who knows what's going to be between the Colts and the Texans and all that. I don't trust any of them. And Denver was my dark horse. They're no, nowhere close to a wild card. So, yeah, Buffalo Buffalo could do. Who knows if the Chargers will be there, too, the way uh, they're screwing up games uh, like like old times. Brother Bry, Pats are 5-0 uh, and oh against the spread in the last five on the road versus the Bills. You could find trends to, to your blue in the face. There's so many with the Patriots. They've been so dominant. Um, you like them. You're going against Harry here. Yeah, I mean, you, if you had to bet your life on this game, right? You're mm-hmm. you would go back to the Bills plus seven there. If your yeah. life, nobody circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills. Oh, stop it! Now but you have yeah, to consider no, this, this is this is Harry's seven. life okay. is different different than your life. So if you have to bet your <laughs> life, everyone's right. But even with even with the injuries the Pats have right now, I. It's not like Buffalo's offense has been. I, I know Harry Sims oh. is going to be a low scoring game, which it probably will be, but Buffalo's offense has not been that explosive. And they've played maybe uh, three of the five worst teams in football so far. So I don't see Buffalo scoring more than 14 points this game. I mean, New England's defense still hasn't given up a touchdown, right? In four, four games. I mean, right. it seems like they're on a mission. So, I mean, they, Banking that Buffalo can't score more than 14, I think the Pats are going to get to 21. That's maybe like a 20. I think there's going to be like a 24-10 game. Like you said, uh, the Pats have covered uh, five in a row against the spread uh, at the Bills. They've won seven straight at the Bills. Uh, so I can. there's no way I could back the Bills here. Yeah. Pats and Chiefs are good teaser teams. We talked about that. I talked about it with Simmons. I'll throw you. I, I also like a low scoring game here, Bry. Total's gone under in five of the Patriots' last seven games on the road. They just do it with their defense. And, and that's a big narrative. And I think it's taking away from Brady's uh, <laughs> spectacular play as well, that their defense is not sure. given up. I mean, they might go all of September without allowing a defensive touchdown. Now, our team, Parley Kid, the Cowboys, they travel to New Orleans. Hmm. Uh, we beat them on a Thursday. Yeah. Uh, uh, wait, was it Thursday or Sunday night last year? It's Thursday night. It was it Thursday? You no, know, I think night. it was we a Thursday. So. Thursday night. We'll figure it out. Jim, look that up. I think it was a Sunday. I don't know. All these they, they all they all uh, they all bleed together here. But they're laying three in New Orleans. The over under is forty six. I've seen this go down to two and a half. Not. People yeah. aren't believing in the Cowboys. It's interesting. They've played the Dolphins, the Giants, and the Redskins. If you watch those teams play, you really can't get a good read on the Cowboys offensively or defensively. Their numbers are great, but those are amongst the worst teams in the league. They might have hit all three of the worst teams uh, right off the bat. Uh, Parley Kidd, who are you liking? Well, I mean, I, yes, now listen. If Harry could take the Bills here getting seven with wins over – uh, the three teams they've beaten, why can't I take the Cowboys minus three over the three teams they've beaten, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cowboys, as we've talked about, have uh, right now, I think, and I think you think, and I'm probably Brian and Harry even think it too, is that they're the most complete team in the NFC. I know their strength of schedule so far has not been overly impressive, but they really are good in almost every single facet, or really not almost, they are good in every facet of the game, okay, whether it's special teams, offense, defense, throwing the ball, running the ball, against the pass versus the run, they're playing exceptionally well. Uh, the Saints team, look, they held them to 10 last year, right? So they held the Saints to 10 without, with, with Breeze in the lineup. So mm-hmm. without Breeze, 
Teddy Bridgewater, Sal, is an average quarterback at best in my book. Uh, he's not going to be able to beat this Cowboys team. I think they go in. Uh, Prescott is still riding high. They cover this three points, take the Cowboys. Saints were not dominant against Seattle. Yeah, the special teams lit it up and took Seattle out of the game. Correct. And then Pete Carroll Correct. takes his team out of the game with suspect uh, fourth and short play calling Correct. all the time. He got hit in the face with a ball. Maybe that's his excuse. But, um, yeah, I will say I, I like Dallas there. I think they're the better team, even with you know, everything weighed with the strength of schedule. I'll say this, though. Sean Payton does come out for us. Cowboys are 1-7 and seven against the spread in the last mm. eight games on the road. Versus the yeah, Saints. All right, yeah. Harry, you have an opinion on this game, even though you were completely wrong about last yeah. Sunday night's game. Um, I, I guess Freddie Kitchens never mentioned mm-hmm. that Al Michaels was calling the game to his team in the in the pregame uh, pep talk. But um, well, if they could have ran some decent plays, they may have uh, made it twenty to nineteen, went for two, and Cleveland covers. But still, regardless of that, right. um, you know, I'm gonna I mean, they were playing like Ian Eagle, like Ian Eagle was calling the game. I, I'm just saying, I don't think they knew that Al Michaels, as you pointed out, right, was calling the it. game. I get it. I, I okay. get it. I get it. I, <laughs> All I right, what's your anyway. pick? Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to take this game over 46. Uh, and you guys are right. Dallas has been unbelievable. You can't deny the numbers. They've scored in the 30s in all three games. Eight to a minute, but I mean, the third overall in the league in total yard, getting almost 500 a game. Dak is hitting on 75% of his passes. Uh, Cowboys are averaging like six yards a carry and clicking on all cylinders on offense, really. I mean, the Saints have scored in the 30s twice. And what was a, sa- a season-saving win last week versus Seattle? Teddy Bridgewater was fine replacing Breeze. But it was Alvin Kamara who Dallas is going to have to look out for. He had 160 combined, uh, two scores. I think this game has like 37-34 written all over it. Uh, you know, for the last five games Dallas has played at night, have gone over the total. And the total has gone over in the Saints' last six games at home after consecutive road games. We need to see a game on, these, on the national stage that has scoring. I think it's like 8-1 and one on, on uh, 7 and 2 on unders. Let's go with the over here, over 46, 37-34. Maybe the Saints can pull this game out. Coming off a weird, weird over uh, Monday night game. That was, that was strange. Right. <laughs> Both offenses really didn't do a whole lot, and the game went over. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of over trends for this. Over in five of the Cowboys' last six games, you might have said that combined score in those games, almost 52 points. Um, all right, Jim, do you have any thoughts on any of these picks? I mean, Harry just, just blew by his Al Michaels prediction about the importance <laughs> of the announcing crew. I actually hope the Bills beat the Pats, so I like Harry's pick on that. Oh, you do? Yep. Yeah, that's true. I, what do you guys think? I talked about it with Simmons. So I think the I, I forgot to look, but I think the Pats are like minus four thousand to win the division. If the Bills are four and zero and the Pats are three and one, what's the most that can come down to, brother Bry? Minus eight hundred. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. I think Simmons said four hundred. Yeah. I think it would still have to be still have to be higher than that. Yeah, because they're um, going to beat them at home. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, that's right. They'd still have the home game. Uh, listen. Let's talk daily fantasy. I'm teaming up with FanDuel. Give you a chance to play fantasy football against me, Bill Simmons, and the Degenerate Trifecta. Best part, the winner gets to fly out to Puerto Rico to be our official correspondent for FanDuel's World Fantasy Football Championship Live Finals. You get an all-expense-paid trip to enjoy four days worth of WFFC events in Puerto Rico, including an exclusive beach after-party. Wow, with a live performance by Ludacris. Just go to FanDuel.com slash Ringer to enter and draft your week four fantasy team before the games kick off on Sunday. Look, for my lineup, by the way, I came in 29th out of 
Right. How many people? How many people were in this thing? Seven hundred and like fifteen or something. Like that. Yeah, 29th. I didn't think Simmons came in like fortieth or something. I came in 29th. I won twenty dollars. Right. You won money last week. I don't know how'd you do this week. Did you do? I won ten bucks last week. Uh, I, yeah, but I came in like four hundredth again. I had uh, Mahomes, Cooper, and Engram who were great. Yeah. Parlay kid, yeah, that, the point is everyone gets paid in these things, right? You just put in a good lineup. It seems like that. I mean, I, I won $10 too last week coming in like almost 500. Yeah, I was almost like in the 500. <laughs> this week nice. I was sitting at 26 at one point. I remember I said to Brian, I'm in 26. And I somehow finished close to 500 again. I don't know what All happened. Right. but uh, All right. It, it went yeah, down just join. Just yeah, get it's easy it. Money. Yeah, why not? Fun. Just join. You could I, listen. I I'm not going to give up my lineup this week because I'm so red hot. The twenty dollars every week, but um, I, I think you can't go wrong starting Mahomes and the Patriots defense, and then building your team around that. But remember, you could play against me, Simmons, the Jenner trifecta, and the Ringer Listener League on Fanduel. Doesn't matter if you missed last week; you can still take home the top prize. Just go to Fanduel.com/ringer to enter now. That's Fanduel.com/ringer. All right. That brings us to our sponsored segment, even though that was a sponsored segment too. Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week, the Degenerate Trifecta and I set sail tackling pretend propositions related to sports and pop culture events. Now, that Daniel Jones, like I said, Hall of Famer. Don't don't even think about it. Check him off. Let's uh, he, fit him for a yellow jacket, Harry. He's going. Um, one of the best debuts in history. But was it the best? The captain approached me and said, was it the best debut? Let's put odds on what the best debut ever that anyone's ever seen and he put odds he gave daniel jones nine to two odds two touchdowns two rushing tds 336 uh down 18 points why not he's the favorite austin matthews for toronto maple leafs he had four goals in his debut in 2016 you get him for six to one odds will the still chamberlain eight to one odds his debut in 1959 with the philadelphia warriors he had 43 points 28 rebounds alley and a star is born yeah that counts as a debut 25 to 1, Lady Gaga portraying Allie in A Star is Born. You can get the field at 3 to 1. All right, Harry, let's hear from you. Who do you like? Best debut. You know what? Uh, Daniel Jones uh, did have a phenomenal first first appearance, but I'm going to take Allie in A Star is Born. Listen, if anyone knows me, I'm a lover. Darren Parley Kid knows this. I'm a lover, not a fighter. So right. I'm a sucker for crappy love star, star, story movies and great ones. I've seen this thing like 25 times, my girlfriend now, and Lady Gaga was Gaga great. She nailed this role in every way. Daniel Jones was very good in a supporting role, but Ali and Gaga wins best debut for me at 25 to 1. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, it's Ali, though. It's not Gaga we're looking at here. It's, it's the Ali character I understand, in her but debut. Still, it's, it's both. It's both. Well, but we're specifically talking about that one, you know, so she makes this speech and says that she's not coming out. Oh, I don't sing my own songs. I write songs, but I could never do it. And then she goes from that three minutes later, I can never do it in front of 50,000 people. Right. So that was the debut. Yeah. I think the cap, I'll check with the captain, but I think that's what he was talking about. So, yeah. All right. Harry's going without. Harry All right. Uh, Brother Bry, who do you like? <laughs> Um, I'll go with Daniel Jones. Look, I was, I know you, you mentioned this stuff already, guys, but I, I was really impressed. I, I mean, he, there was times in the pocket where there was so much pressure on him that he just stood there, took it and just had some 
awesome throws. I mean, it, it really was amazing what he was able to do. And I, and I know it was against Tampa, but I will say, and Dar- Darren and I were talking about this when we were watching the game, Tampa was really physical that game. They were out there trying to hurt, it seemed like, everybody on the field. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that he was down 18, all the pressure he had on him, you know, he, he essentially probably saved, at least for a while, he probably saved his coach's job for a while and the GM's job for a while after this. So, yeah. uh, it was just, it was fantastic. The only thing, the reason I didn't take him for rookie of the year is because there's a part of me that thinks he might get hurt because he, he was a little fragile yeah. in college. Plus, Solder was terrible the other day. So, I mean, if he keeps taking maybe some of those hits, uh, he might not last the whole season. Bri, you sent us a stat. Um Eli Owen forty four when his team is down eighteen. Daniel Jones one and out. Did I get that right? Was that what it was? Down eighteen uh, points. Yeah, I sent that down. Yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah. Parlay Kid, you sent that. All right. Yeah. No, it was pretty phenomenal. There have been other quarterbacks. Cam Newton had a great debut. RG three had a great debut. There's there's been a few, but uh, Daniel Jones. Wow, he is the top, Harry. Congratulations. You got the best one of the best quarterbacks I've, I've ever seen. Parlay Kid, um, you're going with the yeah. field here. Yeah, I'm going to take the field, but in, in uh, reference to Daniel Jones there, I think uh, there was even, you know, Brian and I were, we were actually excited for the Giants the other day when we were watching that game, but it might have been more the fact that it was kind of still more of an indictment of Eli, right? So we were like, yes, Eli really did suck, you know? So I think that yeah. kind of confirmed. But I said, I'm taking the field. I'm taking the field at 3-1. to one. This June 3rd, 2008, ring a bell, Sal? Yes! We picked the same one, Parlin the- Kid. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, here we go, Sal. Uh, we didn't know that, but I took entering the ring, wearing a John Glenn <laughs> High School wrestling shirt with a leotard beneath. Come on, Benetta. Get together. With Jimmy Kimmel and Roddy Piper at his side, a 40-1 to underdog defeated the mighty Santino in front of a sold-out Staples Center. I think it was in the Staples Center. I really don't That's know. That's right. That's right. It was. Many say... That Santino was convinced to take a die from Sal's bookie at the time, but I refuse to believe that. Best debut retirement match goes to Cousin Sal at three to one. Deal. God bless you, Parlay Kid. You are definitely paying attention. I, it's funny. I set myself when I was about to go over this. I said thirty to one odds for myself underdog against Santino. You could say Daniel Jones. He was great, but he had no pressure on him. That was, you know, he was going to go out there, was expected to lose, and you know, he came out. He, he came out and won. He had a good game. Allie, what else? She had to just sit on a stool and sing. I had to go out there. Like I said, I, 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 no spray tan, nothing. Had the singlet on. Had to pull off a suplex. Had to pull off an airplane spin. Took advantage of a distracted uh, Santino. Pinned him in front of nineteen thousand strong at the Staples Center. Thank you for backing me there, Parley Kid. I take myself nice. uh, June 3rd, 2008, over Santino at the Staples Center. Uh, Jim, what do you want to say? You want to talk about Allie or anybody in the field? Yeah, I like the field, too. I actually did look you up on Raw, Sal, and uh, mm. I was thinking about it, but since you were forced into retirement for gambling like Michael Jordan, <laughs> I couldn't pick you. So I was thinking... Listen, all, it happens all the greats, apparently. <laughs> yeah. But uh, June 28th, 2015, Steven Matz debuts for the Mets. The Mets win 7-2. He pitches seven and two-thirds innings, and he also has four RBIs. And he Mm -hmm. was a local kid. Local kid. Good call. Parlay kid. Where is he he from? Did he go to Melville? No. Where did Matz go to? Ward Melville. Yeah, Ward Melville. Green Village District. Yep. That's right. Local Long Island kid. And you don't bet against Long Island kids. Harry uh, Harry learned that lesson the hard way, right? Taking Michigan against the Wisconsin quarterback. That's right. Oh, it was unbelievable. <laughs> nothing wrong. Never nothing again. wrong. 
Well, right. you know what? Maybe uh, Lady Gaga will make up a, make a song in your honor, um, detailing your your fall from grace. My God, you've lost so much last week. After all these tweets, too, Harry, we, we said our friends, our friends who aren't even in the sports gambling business, were like, "Whoa, what's with Harry and his tweets?" Our friend Joey calls him out, and he's like, "Harry's like, well, it'll <laughs> slow down as soon as I start to lose." And brother Bry, Parley kid, we all know the story. That that yeah. is the case, and that's what's happened. He gave us, you gave us yeah, a donut. A, was it Baker's dozen a lot, a lot worth of, of picks last week? What'd you do in your Baker's dozen? You gave twelve picks, and then you went over. It's the lock. It's the salmon lock. You went over all the all the different locks. Baker's dozen would be thirteen picks. Um, yeah, the lock one was a bad uh, one. I think, Brian. You know, you like three and nine. I guess I went probably nine, five. Probably, probably, maybe. All right. Brian usually keeps track. Yeah, that's what we should be keeping track of. All right, that's another week of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. Let's do this. Sharp tank, fellas. I have not been successful in jumping on a winner with you guys. Brother Bry, you were the only winner last week with, um, what did you have? You had Notre Dame plus 14. That was a fun game uh, that, you know, they could have won outright up until the fourth quarter, you know? Yeah, no, they uh, they definitely had a chance there. I was... Uh kind of similar to what I thought it was going to be. I will say yeah, I've gotten the last uh, few best bets right. Uh, Harry has not. I will say that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to – this is a weird one, but I'm going to take the Browns uh, plus seven. Look, I'm going to back Freddie Bathroom. That's what he's known by right now, you know. I love that. I, I, know that's, I know that seems tough, but, I mean, some of his play calling the other night was atrocious. I mean, the fourth and nine, fourth and nine run was the worst call I've ever seen. But it's not like Harbaugh was that great either in his game. He he did a bad job. Uh, like I said, if you took away those Lamar chuckups, uh, they would have gotten blown out. So I, I still don't think we really know what the Ravens are. I think the Ravens are good. I think they're probably one of the better teams. But I don't know if they're necessarily great. And while Cleveland may be bad, they might not be that bad. Getting seven in a rivalry game is a lot here. The two games last year were decided by three and two points. Baker averaged 300 yards passing a game in each of those games. The Browns are 4 and 0 against the spread after uh, against the spread loss. The Ravens aren't good as favorites against the spread. So, I think there's a lot of things here uh to back Cleveland. I just think it's a close game. I'm not saying they're going to win because they usually struggle to win games in Baltimore. Uh just seems like 7 is still especially after last week. I don't know why this game is I don't know why it's 7. It seems too high. All right. Harry, what's your best bet? You went college last week. You're bouncing back with another uh, Saturday game. Yeah, um, I really do like the Bills plus a seven, but I am going to go back to college. I'm going to go with Ohio State, Nebraska. I'm going to go with this game over 67 and a half. Uh, Ohio State in the four games, 45, 42, 51, 76 is what they've scored in those first two games. Didn't even try to score in the second half. Um, The last three conference games last year, uh, they put up 103, 101, and 69 combined points. In 2016, the Buckeyes scored 62 versus Nebraska and 17. On the road, they put up 56. Justin Fields has been off the charts this year with almost 900 yards. Got 13 passing touchdowns, zero picks, another six more on the ground. Uh, running back J.K. Dobbins uh, is averaging seven yards a carry. He's got five touchdowns himself. Um, on the Nebraska side, Adrian Martinez, quarterback, has been playing well, lately. He had 327 yards, three touchdowns, another 120 on the ground uh, against Illinois. Nebraska's averaging 38 a game, but uh, they gave up 38 to Illinois last week. What are they going to give up to Ohio State this week? You know, I mean, 
Look, the total has gone over five of the last six games Ohio State's played on the road in September. 11 of the last 13 conference games for Nebraska have gone over. And four of the last five times when these two teams have met, the game has gone over with an average of 73 points. I'm going to go over Ohio State-Nebraska, 67.5 for my best bet this week. All right, Parley Kidd, finish us off here. All right, Sal. Um, I've been struggling a little bit on these best bets, but you know I had a good overall week you know, as uh, for myself on the side, but i got to start winning for the listeners here. So I'm going to go with what I call a common-sense tease here, Sal, right? Somebody criticized you for taking some type of, like like teasing stuff, right? So I, I noticed this week, like somebody on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, that was weird. Was I get like, a lot oh, of criticism. You're a that was a weird for, one. Right? I mean, what uh, you're allowed to tease things, so why wouldn't you? So we're going to tease through two team teasers. So I already talked about the team, uh, the Patriots and the Chiefs here. You're going to give them uh, add six points. So right now, that would make the Chiefs uh, minus half a point and the Patriots minus one. Uh, respectively, I know they're going on the road, but we're talking about the Chiefs and Patriots as the two most dominant teams in the AFC. We're talking about winning a, a road games in Buffalo and in Detroit against two teams that have a sporting good record, but just are probably more, you know, an eight and eight type of teams. Uh, the Patriots and Chiefs seem to be on a mission. I don't think there's anything slowing them down. They basically just have to win these games to cover that spread. So, Let's take uh, the Pats and the Chiefs on a two-team teaser. Uh, let's lock that one in. I might get myself back on a winning track here. All right. All right, let's go over these. Uh, Brother Bry, Browns plus seven at Baltimore. This was around five and a half, and I was like, oh, I like the Ravens here. I, I'm a little suspicious that it's only five and a half. I didn't see a lot that I like out of the Browns. I think they're poorly coached. They, they give up too many penalty yards and big penalties too, like stupid penalties. Baker's leaving the pocket too early, and I I think the OBJ uh, 70-yard touchdowns are few and far between for this team uh, this year. That said, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think the, the Ravens are a little bit overhyped, um, especially when they have to play catch-up ball. So uh, seven now, as it's gone up to seven, might be a little much. Um, Harry, I, I think I bet Ohio State, Nebraska last year. I had Ohio State like on the money line or something, and I, I just oh, waited did. forever that was for that crazy. score. That- Crazy game. They, they couldn't, couldn't it score out. forever. Yeah, they couldn't do it. Uh, I'm with you. Nebraska, I don't know how this holds up against Ohio State, but uh, 42 against Illinois, 44 against Northern Illinois, 31 against Colorado. I, I think there's a different type of defense, though, for uh, Ohio State. They are probably going to have to do all the scoring. It could be like 40 to 20. Um, so that one scares me a little. But Parley Kid, I think I'm going with you. Pat's Chiefs. Two-team teaser. Oh, right. Both are playing on the road against decent teams. But, hey, let's let's just bang out these teams on teasers until they give us a reason not to. Um, right. Pat's Chiefs. Exactly. exactly. Two-teamer. Let's go for it. Jim, what we've all been waiting for now, your <laughs> nameless um, pick of the week, unless you've thought of one in the last uh, 49 minutes. No, I have like? not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I like the Giants minus three against the Redskins. I mean, the Redskins looked absolutely atrocious last night. And... With Daniel Jones, I think the Giants are completely rejuvenated. All right. All right. You're going to get some free money on the Giants minus three. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a tough one. Now Daniel Jones is a favorite. It's a short week for the, the Redskins, Redskins. But Case Keenum, Jesus Christ. Division rival. Or Harry, would you touch that? I know Do you as much as you love Daniel Jones right now. Do you like Giants minus three? I do. After Keenum sucked so bad last night. Yeah. I mean, what a fraud. Yep. Killed me yeah. in the uh, We'll get to the Golden Nugget contest in a minute, but. 
boy. Look, let's get to it right now, it. Harry. No? You're, you're at eight. You're at AAO, Harry. You're uh, you're practically running this Golden Nugget contest. I don't know, but you you were in first place or second place. Were you tied for first? What'd you I do? was tied for first week. place, and I definitely took a hit this week. I'm, I went two and five. Had a lot of tough losses. Atlanta loses by a point by the spread. Denver uh, definitely plus seven and a half. Probably should have got there, but don't turn the ball over in your own uh, side of the field, and you will cover. That didn't come through, and Redskins mm-hmm. were brutal. So I was two and five, and the three of you guys were all three and four. So, Sal, I think me Thank and you, you are tied now with the same record. Okay, good. And by the way, this is the, the only update I need from you on this Golden Nugget time. Har- Harry sending us Oh, I know that annoyed you. I could tell. All day I could tell Saturday. I sending a text that was annoying you. <laughs> I need like to know that, that G. Fox is one and one at, at 2 p.m. on a Saturday with five picks left. <laughs> What the hell do I care? He's, he's Paul, I can appreciate that update. I know he's going he through every. He's going through every team in like the top fifty. Like it matters week three. Like well, dude, whatever. What? Now, that what I went two, now that I went two and five, the updates won't be happening as much. <laughs> yeah, like it matters week three. Like it matters before the first games are even over, and on Saturday, everyone's got five picks left. What, the, what are we supposed to hey, do? I was pumped up. I was pumped up. I was in first place. Forget it. Poor now, kids trying to watch his kid, uh, his play at Rochester, catch passes as a, a wideout. What's going on there, Harry? Uh, Parlay kid. Uh, yeah, it's incredible, Sal. Like, my, so on the way home, you know, I, you know, I don't, I don't text and drive. So my wife's holding my phone, and she's like, "Harry sent like thirty messages in the last two minutes." Like, <laughs> like what's going? On? <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> is everything okay? I'm like, yes, everything is okay. No, Don't it's worry. not okay. G it's Fox, not. G Fox pushed it's on not. South Alabama, Missouri uh, State, <laughs> and everything's not okay. You need to respond. It's not all right. Uh, yeah. But it's all good. I'm at the Chalk Talker. Uh, yeah, um, they, Rochester uh, lost to Alfred State the other day. Heartbreaker South, first and uh. goal, uh, down by six points on the half yard line. Uh, had four downs to punch a half yard in. Could not get mm. it done. Lost by six. Um, one of their better chances to win a game this year, but uh, they're getting better. They're getting competitive, and uh, things are looking good. I'll be going up to Alfred University. There's an Alfred State and an Alfred University. I'll be traveling up there on Saturday. Looking forward to it. Uh, and let's get some W's for all of us this weekend, right? It was, it was, uh, I think I feel good about this week. Well, it's, it's weird because everyone, I feel like, is winning money, but when we have to isolate picks here, yeah. it, it's it's tough. Yeah, um, all right, exactly right. right. Brother Bry's the hottest out of anybody on the side betting, but I'll let him talk about it as much as he wants, um, especially because he's going to be fired for doing this podcast during work hours. What's up, Brother Bry? Right during lunch, baby. Uh, yeah, I'm at the Brother Bry. Uh, yeah, keep following me. I'm, my goal is to eventually get past Harry. I mean, that might take a while. Um, <laughs> but I will say, Harry, for the, for the Golden Nugget contest, I will say he sent me a text. I started off 0-4. He sent me a text saying, Brother Bry, 0-4, ha-ha, or something like that. So he mm. immediately jinxed himself. Um, I don't know. Oh, yep, he immediately jinxed himself. So that was his fault for sucking this week. Um, yeah, it was kind of a dick <laughs> move by him. But, um, yeah, what's going on for me? I think uh, on Thursday, I know Harry does the guys and bets uh, thing for, for Odd Sharks. Uh, what day do you do that, Harry? Wednesdays and uh, Fridays. Wednesdays and Fridays, so I think I'm going to be on for like, yeah, like 10, maybe 10 minutes on Thursday, so uh, I can, I'll post that on uh, 
Twitter once that goes up. Um, we got some good UFC fights this weekend. It's, uh, I think it's in Denmark, uh, so it's going to be an early card. Not necessarily like the biggest names, but there's some good fights if you want to check them out. I feel like the Kudalaba Roundtree fight is going to be an awesome fight, although that's probably like the third to last fight on there. So i uh, got some good fights up there. And yeah, I've had a good couple of weeks here betting, so I uh, just need to uh, continue it. There you go. All right, keep it going. All right, Jim Cunningham, our producer. What do you have? Yep. Just uh, you and some Sonic shakes on the couch, or got anything else? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You can find me on Twitter at Jim Cunningham, but the eyes are ones. And this Saturday, I'm in Tom Gun Live in Los Angeles. It's a live version of the movie Top Gun. Now check this out. If I've only heard good things about this, and uh, I have to free up a Saturday to get out there, but Jim Cunningham is uh, mm-hmm. very, very funny in this. Again, this is all word Thank of mouth. I, I, I could be way, way <laughs> it's off. True. But, uh, it's true. This is what I hear. All right. <laughs> so that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds. You see me at the Cousin Sal on Twitter. Cousin Sal, Against All Odds at gmail.com. Drop us a line. Lock it in Monday through Friday, 4.30 to 5.30 Eastern on FS1. I will be on Thursday Night Football on the pregame show. I'll, I'll tell you right now, I'm attempting the Lambo leap. I was told that I won't be able to uh, pull this off by Greg Jennings. Uh, it's a six foot wall, so I don't know what's going to have to happen. But uh, uh, let, let's see what let's see what goes on. Jimmy Kimmel live eleven thirty five tonight and every weeknight on ABC. That's that for the Degenerate Trifecta and Jim Cunningham. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Today's episode was brought to you by Floor & Decor. Floor & Decor is where the pros go for tile, wood, stone, and installation materials. But the best part about Floor & Decor is their pro services and loyalty reward program. From the dedicated pro hotline to the exclusive pro app, your Floor & Decor team is just a touch away. Visit FloorAndDecor.com today to find the location nearest you. 